Today, we're in part three of our series called Breakthrough. We're talking about something that all of us need in life. It doesn't matter uh, how long we've lived. It doesn't matter how much money we have, how much of the Bible we know or don't know. All of us get to a spot in life where we need a breakthrough. Maybe we need a breakthrough in our finances. Maybe we need an emotional breakthrough. Maybe there's a physical breakthrough that we need. Maybe there's a breakthrough that we need in a relationship with somebody at work or somebody at school or somebody at home. Or maybe in our relationship with God, we need a breakthrough there. We can uh, get into spots where we need breakthroughs everywhere in our lives. Last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars needed a breakthrough with my Steelers, and they got it. Wasn't that horrible? That was just a horrible game. So I think now we should be rooting for the Jags as they play the Patriots today. So let's, let's, uh, let's root the Jags on. Hopefully they get their breakthrough. So we all need breakthroughs in life. And one of the biggest areas where we need a breakthrough comes with God speaking to us. So sometimes we're stuck in life. And we're not sure how to move forward in life. And what we're waiting on is for God to speak. And if God will speak, then we'll get the information that we need and we'll be able to move forward in our lives and and get unstuck and get the breakthrough that we're looking for. So today we're gonna talk about how God speaks and we're gonna talk about what we should do when we're waiting for him to speak. Now, before we get into that, let me check in with everybody who's been fasting with us. So this past week, we started our two-week fast. So is everybody doing okay who, who started the fast? You doing all right? You hanging in there? Um, if you found the, the first week of your fast to be difficult, that is not uncommon. Usually the first three days are the most challenging. Usually you get into day four, day five, and get beyond that, and our, our bodies are adjusting to what we're doing. Our minds are adjusting to what we're doing. Our bodies and our minds calm down a little bit, like I'm not gonna die through this thing. And uh, it typically starts to get better in week two. Now, if you've messed up in some way, This past week, you kind of messed up your fast and you're like, oh, I'm tempted to quit because of that. Like maybe you had a Reese cup saved for after the fast and you know, life got hard this week. And so you walk past it and it just like ended up in your mouth. You're not even sure how that happened. It was just in your mouth and, and you ate it before you knew what was happening. If something like that happened, I just want to encourage you to give yourself grace, give yourself grace. Don't quit fasting. Just get back into fasting. There's some great things we can learn, but we've got to do our fast in order to learn those things. If you found that the fast this past week is too easy, you're like, man, this is nothing. I can do this all the time. Then I would suggest that maybe the thing that you are fasting from isn't as big of a deal in your life as you thought. So I would encourage you to make it a little more challenging in this next week. If you found that it is too challenging, Every once in a while, we get super excited and we choose something that may be just a little bit beyond our reach, and we find that, wow, it is really uh, creating a lot of difficulty for us. Difficulty at work, maybe difficulty at home, and uh, we're really struggling with it. So what I encourage you to do is give yourself grace, make some adjustments if you need to. Only you know what your motive for adjusting your fast is. If it's just because I just want this thing over, that's one thing. If it's, you know what, wow, I think I picked something a little too far out, I I need to gear it back. Give yourself grace for that 
and make an adjustment and keep going. So fasting is an amazing ancient spiritual discipline, but we've got to, to do it and practice and learn how to do this. It's not something that we learn just by deciding to do it one time and then, hey, a week later, we're great at this. No, it takes time. It takes years to learn how to fast real well. So whatever adjustments you need to make in your fast, feel free to do that. Now, over the past few weeks, we've had you turn in fasting cards and prayer cards. And I I want you to see what we've done with it. So we've taken all those and we've put them on a spreadsheet and we've color coordinated those. So we've gotten all this information to our elder team and our prayer team. And I want you to know that there is somebody praying for you specifically every day for the two weeks of our fast. And it's been a real honor to do that. Um, Some of you are are fasting for some very significant things in your life, and uh, we're really proud of you for how you're engaging this, and we're praying with you. So hang in there, keep going. One more week, you can do this. Now, some of what you are fasting for comes from God speaking, comes from God speaking directly to you, and you're waiting for him to speak. And when he speaks, you're going to get the information that you need that'll help you get the breakthrough and move forward in life. And so like, I'm just curious, how many of you would say you're at that spot right now, or you know somebody at that spot where you're waiting for God to speak? So let me see a raise of hands. How many of you are in that spot? All right, a number of you. If you're not in that spot, you may be in that spot in the future. And and when you get to that spot, uh, it's real important for us to learn how to listen to God and how God speaks. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, how God speaks and what to do when we're waiting for him to speak. And I'm going to be uh, covering a lot of information today. So if you are a note taker, I highly recommend that you take notes. And uh, even if you aren't a note taker, I really encourage you to take notes. That was something that I have uh, learned a long time ago in my life. And whenever the Bible's being taught, I often have my phone out or I've got uh, a notepad with me. And I'm taking notes so that I can go back and look at those notes again. We remember more of what we write down than just what we hear. You may be at lunch today and not write anything down and go like, what did Trent say at church? Like, I don't even remember. As soon as I walk out, I may say, what did I say today? I don't even remember. But when we write things down, we often remember it. So again, I encourage you to take notes. So the first thing I think we need to understand about God speaking is found in Hebrews chapter one. So Hebrews chapter one, verse one, it says this. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. So the cool thing about that verse is it tells us God is still speaking today. And you may not like really believe that. You may struggle to believe that. You may think, well, you know, if God did speak, maybe he spoke a long time ago, but he doesn't really speak today. Not true according to that verse. God's still speaking to us today. You may think on a personal level, you know what? I don't know that that God speaks to me. Maybe he speaks to other people, but I think maybe sometimes he's mad at me or sometimes he doesn't care about me or maybe he's too busy for me to, to answer me with what I'm dealing with. And that's not true. God's not angry at you. God's not too busy and God does care about you. God wants to speak to each and every one of us so that we can understand what he wants us to do in our lives. He loves us. So today God speaks through Jesus. And you might wonder, how does God speak through Jesus today? So I'm going to give you what I believe is one of the best frameworks that I've heard about God speaking. 
And it comes in the form of four different things. And so I'm going to give you that, and then I'm going to go through those four different things and help us understand how I believe God speaks today. So I believe today God speaks through the Bible, through prayer, through people, and through circumstances. Through the Bible, through prayer, through people, and through circumstances. We're going to start with the Bible, and I'm going to spend the majority of my time there, and then we'll pick up the pace as we get into those other three things. So the first way that God speaks is through the Bible. And if you think about the Bible and what it is, the Bible contains God's thoughts captured in print. So I think how amazing is that? If we ever wonder, like, I wonder what God thinks about that. I wonder what God's thoughts are on that subject. Guess what? We have a source. We have a place that we can go to to see God's thoughts and understand what what God might have already said. And so here's some examples of what God has already said in scripture. If you are wondering how to get a breakthrough in your marriage, I think you should read Ephesians chapter five. It's a, a great chapter, give you great insight into what God wants you to know and how you can experience a breakthrough in that important relationship. If you wanna know how to handle temptation, if you wanna know how to battle the enemy as he tempts you away from God, I think you should read James chapter one and Ephesians chapter six. If you've got some anger issues and some unforgiveness issues in your life and, and you're holding on to some stuff that, that you want to know what to do with, how to get rid of this stuff so you can move forward in life, I think you should read Matthew chapter 5. Some great information in those chapters. And the, that's just a small example of how God speaks. God has spoken on so many subjects all throughout Scripture. And what we need to do is open Scripture, look in it, find out what God has said, and then do what God has said. And that's the big challenge. So we may find out what God has said and go, well, I don't really like what God said. I don't really like the, the, the thing that he's told me to do to get the breakthrough in my life. That's a whole other message that we'll do on another day. But God has spoken and we need to, to look in scripture and see what God has already spoken about. Now, that can be a real challenging thing, especially if you're new to the Bible. It can be a challenging thing if you're not new to the Bible. We may get to a a spot in life where like, I'm not really sure what God's saying and I'm not really sure how to navigate scripture. So here's what I recommend. If you're new to the Bible or you're having a difficult time getting a breakthrough from God and you wanna search scripture and find out what God has said, here's what I recommend. This is really important, so write this down. Email timjones at iknoweverythingaboutthebible.com. Tim, he did our announcements today. He's our executive pastor. He knows everything about the Bible. And so if you want you know, an answer, email Tim. Um, thanks for kind of laughing. It was funnier in my head than, than obviously when it came out in the message. But um, don't do that. Here's, here's what I do recommend. I recommend that you talk to someone that you trust. So ask someone that you trust what God says in Scripture about that subject that you need a breakthrough for. And I'd invite you to talk to me. If you trust me, I invite you to ask me. And I'll I'll tell you what what I sense God's saying in scripture on that subject, if if I know something related to that. Ask Tim, ask Evan, our worship leader, ask Cody, our our student minister, ask uh, one of our elders, ask one of our community group leaders, ask one of our ministry leaders, ask someone you trust. Now, This next thing I'm about to say is going to sound weird, but don't just believe everything one person tells you. 
So that includes me. Don't just believe everything I say. You've got more work to do. And that more work would be go ask somebody else. Go ask somebody else that you trust. And, and when you've got more people that you trust and they're interpreting a passage of, of scripture, uh, similarly, you can be more confident about the interpretation of that passage. So don't just stop with one person. Go find somebody, ask them, and then go find somebody else and ask them as well. But I wouldn't stop there. I would also go on and do an online search of Bible scholars that I trust. And you might say, I don't know any. Well, that's okay, because I got some that I would recommend to you. So this next screen here is going to show, show you some of the Bible scholars that I trust and some of the places that I would turn to for answers that I need from God. So I'm going to go through the top list and then the bottom list. So the first part, so Chuck Swindoll, David Jeremiah, Charles Stanley. These are some patriarchs of the faith. These are guys that have been leading in churches for a very long time. And each of these guys, as, as well as Craig Rochelle and Rick Warren, they all have websites that you can go to and you can look up articles that they've written. You can look up messages that they've preached on specific subjects. So if you've got a question, there's some great resources. These are some great resources that you can turn to to get an, an understanding of what God is saying through scripture. Now, the second part of this, there's several websites there. There's God Got questions. It's not God questions. Sorry. It's got questions. Gotquestions.org, christianitytoday.com, and preceptaustin.org. Now, preceptaustin.org is more like a seminary resource. So if you like deep study, if you like access to uh, Bible commentaries, there's a lot of information there that you would have access to, and it's all free. And so if you want to do a deeper study, um, that would be one that I would recommend you go to. The other ones are great resources as well. So we've got to find resources that we trust, and then we've got to be cautious as we do online searches. Because everybody knows that we got to be careful out there on the internet, right? There's a lot of good information out there, and there's a lot of bad information out there. So I wouldn't want anybody saying, I found it on the internet. It must be God's word. Not so, not so. We gotta be careful as we're navigating the internet, especially when it comes to the Bible. These are some great resources that I think will give you some amazing information. Now, I don't know how you process that information, but I often don't like to hear what I just told you. So I don't like when leaders stand up and tell me, like, hey, you got some research to do. When I'm needing an answer, I want an answer. I don't want homework. And you may feel that way. It's kind of like when I was a kid, I hated to ask my parents how to spell something because their answer was always, there's a dictionary on the shelf. Go get it, open it up and find out. I hated that, that answer because that meant I had to go do more work. Like it might take me five minutes to figure that out. Mom, come on, you can answer my question in like two seconds. Please just give it to me. There's a dictionary. Uh, I encourage you to go get that. And that's something that God wants for all of us. As I have learned, even from my parents, as I've learned to do that, I've learned more from that strategy of going and doing the work myself than if I had just listened to my parents answering the question all the time. So it's taught me. It's taught me how to go and search 
for God's truth. And so when my kids ask, hey, dad, how do you spell something? I say, there's a dictionary and it's on your computer. So like open up another tab. You don't have to get up and go in the other room. Just open up another tab and look in the dictionary for the answer. I want to teach my kids how to find answers. I don't want my kids dependent upon me for answers. So I want to teach them how to look. We all need to learn how to do that, how to look for God's answers. But sometimes as you look through scripture, you'll find that God's answer is not clearly there. As you dive in scripture and you look, you're not going to find, if you're a high school student, you're not probably going to find a verse that says, this is the college you should go to. If you're thinking about buying a house, you're probably not going to find a verse that says you should build or you should buy. Like you may be able to, you know, twist some verses around, around that. You're probably not going to find a verse that tells you what stock to invest in or what person to date. You're going to find principles that can guide us on that journey, but you might not find a verse that just says, hey, this is exactly the thing that you should do right now in this moment. So listen to what God through scripture is going to guide us to. So James chapter one, verse five says this, says, if you need wisdom, anybody need wisdom? All right, that's us. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So the thing that God is guiding us to, the thing that God wants us to learn how to find is wisdom. And God's wisdom can guide us in those moments where scripture seems a little unclear or scripture seems silent. Now listen to what King Solomon said in Proverbs chapter two, and this is the wisest man who ever lived. He said in verse one, my child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For God, for the Lord grants wisdom. So it's like James chapter one. Ask for it. He'll give it to you. He grants it. For from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Verse seven, he grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Uh, anybody think we need more common sense in our world today? Yeah, we do. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. And as we do that, we get to verse nine. It says, then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. So if you want to know the right way to go, search for wisdom. Seek it with all your heart like you're looking for hidden treasure and be confident that God is going to give it to you when you're not sure, when scripture seems unclear. As you look for wisdom, trust that God will give you the wisdom that you need. And in, in that, you will find the right way to go. Now, second way God speaks to us is through prayer. And if you're new to prayer, um, you might think, well, I don't really know what that is. I'm not really sure about the mechanics of prayer, how to do that. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm religious enough to do that. Prayer is just simply talking and listening to God. That's what prayer is all about, talking to God and then listening. You think about any relationship that you're in, it's important to talk to that person. It's important to listen to that person. 
And I would say if, if you're used to talking to God and, and praying or in that interaction, you might have the problem that I have. And my problem and my communication with God is sometimes it goes one way. Like I'm really good at talking to God. I'm not so great at listening to him. So here's how some of my prayers go. God, I, I need to know what you want me to do in this situation. So will you speak and show me? And I wait like five seconds. You know, I mean, that's ample time, right? For God to speak. I got wait a real long time, five seconds. And when God doesn't speak in, in return, I then answer for him. And then I give him all these great ideas of what he could do in my situation. And I brainstorm that for who knows, you know, it could be days. I brainstorm all those ideas. And then I come back later and go, oh, I don't know that I listened. Like I got to ask and then I got to listen. So we got to learn how to listen. Now, if you're new to prayer, you might say, what am I listening for? Is God going to speak in an audible voice? Is there going to be a sign from heaven? Am I going to go to the beach and see that plane that pulls that, you know, that banner down the beach and like, there's going to be my answer? Like, like, what am I looking for? So here's how God has spoken to me through prayer in my life and just see how it might work in your life. God has spoken to me through my thoughts, through promptings, through peace, and through scripture. Thoughts, promptings, peace, and scripture. So often when I'm in a spot where I'm asking God, God, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what to do, there will come a thought that comes into my mind that I know it's not mine. It didn't come from me. Uh, I heard a pastor say uh, years ago, if you ever wanna know whether a thought is yours or it came from God, just check and see, is that thought a good thought? Is that thought to help somebody else? Is that thought to, to benefit somebody else's life instead of your own life? Then if so, it came from God. It didn't come from you. And I found that true in my own life. So when thoughts like that pop into my head and are good thoughts to help other people, I'm like, wow, okay, that thought came from you, God. Listen to what James, the brother of Jesus, said about that in James chapter one. So verse 17, he says, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father. And that includes our thoughts. That includes God's putting good thoughts in our minds. So here's an example of that. Happened just uh, this past week. Not doesn't really fit in the context of needing a breakthrough or asking God for an answer, but it was just a, a recent illustration. So um, this past week, I walked into Walmart, walking through Walmart, and I, I felt this strong prompting, this clear thought come into my head from God, said, go get your wife a card. And I'm like, okay, I'll go get my wife a card. Now, what's cool about that is during the time of fasting that we're doing, I've found as I continue to learn how to fast, I have found that I am more sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life. So when God speaks to me, often I'm listening more. My ears are attuned to, to wisdom. I'm listening better. Like when I'm not doing that, when I'm not really focused on God, like I ignore things all the time. I think God speaks to me all the time and it's like, What'd you say? I didn't quite hear that. The radio was up too loud. Um, not sure exactly what you're saying. Like, really? Do you really want me to go get a card? And so I do all kinds of weird stuff when I'm not really listening to God. But in that moment, it was clear. Go get a card. So I went, I looked through, I'm looking, you know, a bunch of birthday cards. It's not a birthday. So I got to find a different card. So I found a card and it was kind of a romantic card. So I went home. I'm not a very romantic guy, but you know, I found the card. So I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to write? So I spent some time thinking, praying, writing, gave that card to my wife. And my wife said, it's the most meaningful card you've ever given me. 
And I didn't want to say, well, it wasn't my idea. It was God's idea. <laughs> Thanks, God. It's awesome. I didn't say that. She's probably here right now, but, you know, so forgive me, Tammy. But I, I needed to respond to God in that moment. So that thought came in. And I wish I always responded when God speaks. I don't always, but I'm learning how to do that on a more regular basis. I want to, to respond quickly to the promptings of God. When he gives me thoughts and gives me promptings, and I think he wants that from all of us, that when he whispers to us that we respond immediately, we don't start debating him. We don't put it off later. We just do it right away. Another way that God speaks to me is through a Bible verse or a passage. So there'll be moments I'm praying saying, God, I'm not sure exactly what to do in this situation. I'll either be reading scripture, praying through scripture, or God will just drop a scripture in my mind. And I'll go, wow. Like, like I've known that verse, but I I haven't seen it in this context. Or, man, I don't know that I've ever seen that verse. Man, that is a fantastic verse. Like, that is God's answer. So sometimes God speaks through scripture. And that's why it's so important for us to spend regular time in the Bible. The more we get the Bible into us, the more God gets gets his word into us and guides us through it. So we got to spend time in the word. Another way that God speaks to me is through peace when I'm praying. Listen to what Philippians 4, 6 says, and we looked at this verse last week. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So sometimes as I'm praying, uh, I'm, I'm kind of playing out scenarios. God, like I'm not exactly sure what you want me to do here. I don't know if this is an option or this is an option or this is an option. I will mentally walk down some of those roads. And on some of those paths, I'll find peace. Like, Lord, I don't exactly know what you're saying clearly on this, but I feel peace down this path. And I found that God will often guide through the peace that we can have as we ask him through prayer. A third way that God speaks to us is through people. So listen to Proverbs eleven fourteen and Proverbs fifteen twenty two. So uh, Proverbs 11 says, there is safety in having many advisors. Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. So God will often speak to us through other people other people that love him and want the best for us. And I have found this to be true so many times in my life where where I'm stuck, I'm at a spot where I need help. I will go to what I call my wise counsel. I have a, a few people that I turn to in moments where I need help, where I'm stuck and I need a breakthrough. Um, there are some folks that my wife and I will go to. When, when my wife and I are kind of at an impasse with each other, we're kind of stuck in our relationship, we will often invite other couples in and say, hey, would you speak truth to us? Would you speak your wisdom? And here's what I don't want from somebody who's on my wife's counsel. I don't want to hear their opinions. I don't want them to tell me what I want to hear. I want them to speak wisdom to me. I want them to speak truth to me. So I'll go and ask, say, here's my scenario. Um, What's your perspective? What's the wisdom that you see? And God has guided me on many occasions through a wise counsel that he's allowed me to develop. So I gotta ask you, do you have wise advisors in your life? Do you have people that you would turn to 
for the help that you need when you're stuck, where God might speak through them to help you get unstuck. If you don't, develop a, a group of friends like that. Develop people like that. Like, go searching for them. Go ask somebody, hey, like, when I get to a spot, I need a little bit of help. Like, could I ask you for some advice? Could I ask you for some wisdom? If you're not in one of our community groups, I strongly recommend you get in one because our community groups can be places where you can find wise counselors, people who will point you towards God's truth. So that's another way that God speaks. A fourth way that God speaks to us is through circumstances. And this is often the clearest way outside of the Bible where God speaks. So God speaks powerfully through open doors and closed doors. And I've seen that in my life and in other people's lives on a regular basis. So uh, a number of years ago, I was at a spot where I was needing a breakthrough in my life. And uh, I was trying to do this thing. I was trying to walk through this door that I thought God wanted me to walk through, but the door was shut. It would not open. And I tried to open that door for several years. Like I tried everything I knew, you know, like pound on the door, you know, knock on the door, kick the door, uh, try to use a key or find a key to get through the door. Like I tried everything I knew for several years. After like a thousand attempts, I finally said, okay, God, it looks like the door is closed. So maybe you don't want me to walk through that door. So God, I want to trust you in this moment and I'm going to be content right here where I am until either you open that door or you open another door. So I'm just going to stay right here. And the crazy thing happened within about a week, that door opened. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I got the secret strategy for, you know, getting God to open doors. Act like you don't want to go through it. And then maybe he'll open it. We shouldn't use reverse psychology with God, okay? So that does not work, does not work. So God might leave that door closed and say, I don't want you going through it. Or he may be doing something else in you or something else in somebody else. He may open that door later. But again, the point is God speaks powerfully through open doors and closed doors. And we have to learn how God works through that. If a door is closed... We can trust. God, you've got the best going on for me, the best plan, and I'm going to wait. Either you're going to open this door later or you're going to show me another door to walk through. So God speaks powerfully through open doors and closed doors, and we've got to learn how to read those doors as God speaks. So again, God speaks through the Bible, through prayer, through people, and through circumstances. And some of you may be in the spot where you're saying, like, I'm waiting for God to speak. Like I'm exploring a few of those things, but I'm waiting. So what should I do while I'm waiting? Here's my recommendation to you. If you haven't looked in the Bible, look in the Bible. If you're not sure where to look in the Bible, ask someone. Ask someone who can guide you. Ask someone that you trust. If you haven't asked God, ask him and listen. Learn how to listen. I think that's probably the biggest thing we all need to learn how to do. Not so much speak, but how to listen to when God speaks. If you haven't gotten advice from wise people, get some. Go find some people that that you think might have some wisdom that they can offer you and ask them, listen to what they have to say. If a door is closed, don't kick it open. Don't try to use reverse psychology on God to get a door open. 
Just trust that God is going to guide you through open doors and closed doors. And some of you might say, you know, like I've done that. I'm not exactly sure what to do in addition to that. I would say continue to search for wisdom and know that God wants to speak to you and he will give you the wisdom that you need and you've got to be confident in that, knowing that God's going to speak. So trust him in that. Now, this is probably one of those messages where some of you are thinking, darn it, like I'm walking home with homework. Like there, there's, there's homework for me to do. Like I, I thought maybe I would get that answer like in this service this morning, but now I realize God might be saying, hey, there's a dictionary. It's on the shelf. There's wisdom on the shelf. I need you to go and I need you to do some more work because you're gonna learn a whole lot more than if I just give you the answer the first time you ask for it. So you might sense there's a little bit of work for, for you to do. I'm sure there's a lot of work for all of us to do. But what we're going to do in a minute is our worship team's going to come. They're going to close us out with a song called, Here's My Heart. So what I encourage you to do is just begin this conversation with God. If you're in that stuck spot, if you need wisdom, if you need a breakthrough and you're asking God what you need to do, ask him and then listen. Like listen, really learn how to listen today and all week long. Listen for how God's going to speak through the Bible, through prayer, through people, through circumstances. So if you would, just join me in a closing prayer. Lord, we often get to these spots in life where we are stuck and we need you to speak. And I'm grateful for the truth that we see in Hebrews chapter one that says, you still speak. You still speak to us today. And the truth that we found in James and the truth that we found in Proverbs that you want to give us wisdom. You want to give us that. And we need to ask you for it, but you will gladly give it to us. And sometimes there's work involved, there's research, there's learning. We've got to to study a little bit. We've got to ask. We've got to keep asking. We can't just ask once and then not get the answer and give up. We've got to keep pursuing wisdom that can guide us in our lives beyond just the situation we're facing today. So God, I pray that we would be a church family of wisdom. I pray that we would be people who pursue wisdom with all of our hearts. We would turn our ears to it. We would cry out for it, that we would continually pursue the wisdom that you offer us and that you will gladly give us. So there's people here today that need to hear from you. So God, we pray that you would speak to them in powerful ways. Pray that you'd use the Bible, you'd use prayer, you'd use people, you'd use circumstances in any other way that you want to speak to us. We pray that you would pray that we would hear you. And then when we hear you, God, that we would obey you. We would do what you are asking us to do. So Lord, here's our hearts. Pray that you'd speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen.